have a blue a, a Christmas without you. I feel so blue. It's just thinking about you. It's decorations of red on a green Christmas tree. It won't be the same, dear, if you're not here with me. And when those blue. What's happening, guys? And Merry Christmas from all of us here at the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast, and the People's Christmas Podcast. And as always, we are the flagship podcast of the Dynasty Football Factory.com. And we are proud members of the Dynasty Football Network at DF underscore network on Twitter. And tonight's topic is going into week 17. We're going to talk about a little fantasy tilt, a little injury news, actually a lot of injury news. And tonight, I have no co-host. It's just your boy, Memphis, uh, chilling. Um, and the reason why I'm alone in all, in all seriousness is because Jerry's father, uh, Jerry put this out on Twitter on Monday, so I don't feel bad sharing it here, but Jerry's father had a heart attack. Looks like everything with Papa Jerry's going to come out okay, but that doesn't mean that a thought, a prayer, whatever you got for Jerry and his family uh, would go a long way in this Christmas holiday. Never a good time to have a family member fall ill, especially during the holidays. But the good news is, is it looks like uh, everything should be okay. A um, couple of other bits of housekeeping before I get into the body of the podcast, and I'll do my best to rattle through this thing quickly. But uh, on Sunday, I recorded a Devi podcast. That's right, a Devi podcast with two of my favorite Devi dudes. It's the Devi Marketplace, at Devi Marketplace. And the co-hosts of this fine podcast are Caleb and Kane. And myself and Shane Manella of the Dynasty Trades HQ jumped on with these guys on Sunday. We were talking some 2020 wide receiver rookies. I know that uh, that 2020 class makes you guys have to loosen up them sweatpants if you know what I'm talking about. And we talked about how the 2018 and 2019 wide receivers would blend in with this 2020 class. Really good stuff. As of right now, um, to my knowledge, as I'm recording this, the podcast is primarily available on Squeaker. Now, I retweeted uh, a link to this out on Monday, and I'm sure I'll retweet it out again. But head over to my timeline, at DFF Memphis on Twitter, click on the link, and check it out, man. And hey, you know what? Follow these guys. Follow them on Twitter. Follow them everywhere you can. This 2020 season is coming up on us. And these guys, man, they've been following these guys since they were like in high school. It's guys like Kane and Caleb and, you know, along the lines of Nick Whalen and Matt Waldman and so many more that helped me be successful with my rookie draft. So please check out Caleb and Kane's new pod. Um, also, uh, this past Monday, the Dynasty Happy Hours 200th special edition dropped uh, in honor of Tyler Gunther. Tyler's a good friend. Uh, I dropped a little, uh, we'll call it like a roast, like a celebrity roast. 
it was pretty cool to see so many people come together to celebrate the Dynasty Happy Hour, Tyler, and what's going on. I mean, it was myself, it was Shane, it was Russ, a.k.a. Dynasty Outhouse, Paul Charchian, and Scott Fish, along with so many others. Uh, check that out, man. Not very often do I recommend or support another person's podcast as openly as I do the Dynasty Happy Hour, but they're OGs and one of the best shows out there. I still listen. That's how I know it dropped. I was like, oh, hey, I'm on this podcast. Uh, and speaking of me being on a podcast, I did two, not one, but two Patreons this week. Uh, you would have to be a Patreon to understand, and if you're interested, just head over to patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. One of them was because I had a rant. I had a 16-hour workday, and I came home and flipped on the microphone and kind of ranted in the microphone, and I was, wasn't going to publish it, but, you know, what the heck. Um, I had to cut uh, another version before I released this version, but there's two this week, so check that out if you're interested. Again, Dynasty Warzone, Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Two last things. Two, uh, the Listener League. Uh, we will update all of those next week. We'll share with you the champions of the Memphis edition. We'll share you the champion of the Jerry edition. We'll talk about some rookie stuff. So keep your, e your ears here as it relates to our listener leagues with uh, some new stuff coming for 2020. And the last thing that we ask, in the, in the spirit of Christmas and giving, all that Jerry and I ask, uh, really ask. I mean, we'd love you to be Patreons and support our sponsors. But the biggest ask that Jerry and I have are is to please head over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. Again, I've said it before. I will say it again. Why iTunes? I have absolutely no idea. It just matters. It's the analytics. If, if you're a fantasy football analytics person, analytics matter. The iTunes five-star review is the analytic that matters for a podcast. So head over there, grab your grandma's new iPhone, give us that five-star, hell, subscribe. Subscribe everywhere. Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, we don't care. We take, uh, we take Apple, we take Droid, we take uh, that, that, that cheap gimmick, uh, pay-as-you-go, you get at Walmart. We're not particular. So check that out. And again, uh, social media, at Dynasty Warzone on Instagram and Twitter. And before I get into the news and some value and just talk an old-school Dynasty this week, I want to give you one last chance to check out our friends over at Trophy Smack. Let's hear them out. Are you looking for a reminder of your fantasy football greatness? Are you looking for something to set your league apart from those dime a dozen jabroni leagues out there? Then head over to trophysmack.com and hook your league up with the best trophies in the game today. And not only will you get the best trophies in the game today, you can get a free championship ring up to a $59.99 value by entering in the promo code DWZ ring. You pick out your trophy, which one do you like? You put it in the cart, you add the ring to the cart, you add the promo code DWZ ring, makes the ring free, and your league is now a step above the league down the street. So if you're looking for the best, you want to be the best in the game, you want to have the best league in town, go over to trophysmack.com, get that trophy, get that ring, use that code DWZ ring, and let's have a big season. All right, big thanks to our friends over at Trophy Smack. Remember, if you just want a championship and your league won't pony up for a trophy, damn it, pony up for your own. And then keep that ring 
as a symbol of your fantasy excellence. Just remember to use that code DWZRING upon checkout. Uh, they've got the free shipping special, 100% guarantee uh, on the trophy, free nameplate engraving, a lot of good promotions going on. Go buy yourself a trophy and then tell your league mates if they want in on it next year, they got to pay you back. All right, let's get into the news. Man, what is going on in Seattle? They cannot keep running backs healthy. On Sunday's game, they lost Chris Carson to a hip fracture. Now slow down and say that with me. A hip fracture. Are you kidding me? That is unbelievably bad news. Immediately ruled out the rest of the season, including the playoffs. Uh, that's got to make you nervous. C.J. Procise left with what was listed as an arm injury, leaving just Travis Homer. I hope you listened a couple of weeks ago. Bargain bin. I was like, man, go go get you some Travis Homer when Richard Penny tore his ACL. But if you didn't, uh, maybe you're the owner who's still sitting on that extra share of Robert Bob Turbin. Uh, Marshawn Lynch could be heading back, and I've heard rumors of C.J. Anderson. For the rest of 2019, it's not really going to make much of a difference. But the thing to look for as far as your dynasty value on Penny and as far as the dynasty value on Mr. Carson is to watch what Seattle does in free agency and watch what they do in the 2020 draft. Now, this is just my opinion, and this is me reading the tea leaves early, but I think if they sign a guy to a one-year free agency type deal in the free agency period, okay, that means Carson's still their guy. They're hedging their bets a little bit, and they still have value in, in Carson. And Penny, too. Penny's just going to take a while to get going off that ACL. He tore it real late in the season, and unless you're a physical freak like Adrian Peterson, and we know uh, Mr. Penny's a bit of a doughboy, that he's probably not. Um, they're going to need to bring in some help. So how they bring in that help for 2020 is going to be very telling for how the Seahawks general manager and coaches think about the long-term future of Penny and Carson. So again, if they bring in a one-year guy on a one-year rental type contract, okay, they expect Penny and or Carson to be back. But if they sign someone like a Kenyon Drake, a Melvin Gordon, uh, Kareem Hunt to a lucrative contract, or if they draft one of these 2020 rookies in the first, I'll say they couldn't possibly invest another first in the running back position, but if they invest a day two pick in a running back, that's also going to tell you they don't see Carson or Penny helping that club in the, in the near future. So hang in there. Remember, we can't sell on bad news, but definitely keep that in mind. Big Ben, man. Uh, that guy's let himself go. But, hey, what the hell? He's not working. He's uh, getting nice and fat. Grew his beard out. Maybe he's inspired by Santa Claus. I mean, it is Christmas. He has a nice full beard. Now, it's not white, but that belly looks full of jelly. Uh, the good news here is that it looks like Ben will be back in time for the 2020 season. That's fantastic news if you're a Juju owner who absolutely took a beating in 2019 and Juju is the perfect buy low candidate based on a down season. I saw a Twitter poll on Sunday straight up Juju Smith Schuster or AJ Brown. Now I like me some AJ Brown and I like me some Juju Smith Schuster, but are you kidding me? This just goes to show you what I always say people 
live and operate their dynasty, which they shouldn't, but they live and operate their dynasty in three-week increments. It is the darndest thing in the world. So if that's where the the, the consensus is on Juju, because Juju is losing this poll by about a two-to-one margin, go kick them tires, man. Go look at a Juju share. See what you can do and go get after it. Uh, Jordan Howard to play in Week 17. They waved Jay Ajayi. See, when you hang on to those Bob Turbans and Marshawn Lynch's, it never really works out the way that you were thinking it would. Looking directly at you, Jay Ajayi owner. Anyway, uh, doesn't really matter. Miles Sanders is the future there. They, they may work in Jordan Howard a little bit. He's one of those free agents. Now, he's the kind of guy, if Seattle signed him, I'm not as worried about. Uh, but Jordan Howard, Week 17. I don't play in Week 17 leagues. He damn sure won't be in a DFS lineup of mine, but just something to, to make note of. And then Zach Ertz got cracked in the ribs, and I've talked about this on the show in the past. If you ever have been whacked in the ribs to the point to where they're cracked or even bruised, it's hard to breathe. It's hard to sit in a chair. It's hard to do the smallest of things, much less play NFL football. So first of all, that tells you how tough Zach Ertz really is. But he probably killed you on Sunday. Doesn't matter. He's still the best receiver, pass catcher, whatever you want to call on that team. Dallas Goddard did get a chance to show out. The Eagles do have some quote-unquote cap issues. I don't expect Ertz to go anywhere, but we saw the flashes of what we like in Dallas Goddard. I don't think you can buy him. His stock is way up. He probably just won some people some leagues uh, coming off that 9-for-90 in a touchdown performance on Sunday. So can't get him. Uh, let's see. Derrick Henry likely to play week. 17 and a win in your end game for the Tennessee Titans as they play the Texans again. And same thing has been said about Josh Jacobs of the Raiders that he's likely to play as well. Now the Raiders can still get in the playoffs, but it's they need like four other things to happen. They need the Titans and the Steelers and the Jaguars. It's just, it's just like a mess. I don't think it'll happen, uh, but Stranger things have happened. But anyway, back to Derrick Henry, likely to play. Houston's defense does not necessarily scare me. Alvin Kamara just had two touchdowns against them this past week, and that game was in Tennessee. If Derrick Henry plays, you can play him. I don't know that I'm rolling him in DFS, but if that's your thing, go for it. I don't trust it, but remember, Tennessee's playing for something. Houston's seeding in the, in the four seeds virtually locked up. As a matter of fact, it is locked up. Baltimore is your one. If New England wins on Sunday, they're your two. Uh, Kansas City is the three, but could slide to the two with a little help from New England. And then there's Houston at the four. Their week, uh, their week by week playoff round is going to be Buffalo. So I mean, those matchups are set. So that favors Derrick Henry, and that Houston. Even though head coach Bill O'Brien said that he would play his starters. Eh, I don't buy it. Um, but Josh Jacobs, I do. Um, they gave him a week off, played him in week 15, gave him week 16 off. You'll probably see him again. If these guys disappoint this week, there's your window to maybe kick tires in a dynasty league. Kyler Murray, probably out, I'd say, 98% as of the recording of this podcast. Uh, will not be out there. It'll be the Brett Hundley show. I'm sure he's floating around on many a Superflex roster out there. Gross. 
as they play the LA Rams in LA. And he will not be coming in mid-game and sneak up on anyone. As a matter of fact, I might be looking at the Rams defense special teams in DFS this week. But, you know, Kyler Murray is someone that I am definitely interested in this offseason. I've learned my lesson, and that's the one thing I try to do as a dynasty owner. When I make a mistake or I recognize weakness in my game, I work real hard to correct it. And one of my biggest weaknesses is the quarterback position. I tend to like those, think of Peyton Manning. I'm an old school Colts fan. I like those stand in the pocket, deliver the ball, throw for 330, get you a couple of two, three touchdowns. Uh, And I was never big on the mobile quarterback. But the Lamar Jackson miss for me of 2019 has got my my eyes wide open on a guy like Kyler in 2020. I'll talk more about Mr. Kyler later in the show. Dwayne Haskins, uh, a.k.a. Dwayne Trashcans, uh, he's going to IR with a high ankle sprain, although he was having an okay game by his standards on Sunday, but I take it with a grain of salt. It was the Giants' pathetic defense. No one I'm, no one I'm really looking to buy too much is Dwayne Haskins. It, maybe you can find someone who would be interested, but he he's just not I, I don't see it. I think his job's safe. I know that Dwayne Haskins and Dan Snyder's son went to school together and there's some connection there. Uh they invested I think it was the seventeenth overall pick in Haskins, so his job is probably safe. Although I've heard rumors that he could get the Josh Rosen treatment there in Washington. Man, I hope not. I hope uh Tua is able to escape the evil clutches of the Redskins, and he can go land into a much better position. Uh, talked earlier about about Lamar. Uh, he's going to sit this week, and that's what happens when Mark Ingram pulls a calf muscle in that game. Now, normally I would be a little bit more brutal uh, and a little bit less sympathetic to this issue, but the game was fairly close, and they were still technically trying to lock up the, the one seed overall so that they can rest these guys. But this is what happens. There's been a lot of games this year where Baltimore has ran up the score on teams, kept these guys in there late, ran up 40, I think in some cases like 50. I think the Miami game they put up 50 points. This is what happens. You know, there's a real risk to injury. It's, it's professional football. But looks like Mark Ingram, quote-unquote, could be back for the playoffs. I, I, I'm not buying it. Uh, as a Colts fan, T.Y. Hilton has been fighting a strained calf for weeks, I believe since week eight. So half the season. Now everyone heals differently, but soft tissue injury, cold weather, ah, I, I'm not feeling it. Uh, and it's too bad. Mark Ingram had a 1,000-yard season, would have been a great sell opportunity coming off of this. I, I don't know, especially if Gus Edwards and or the one I'm more interested in, Justice Hill, have big games this weekend. If you're a Justice Hill guy and you're interested, you've probably got from today, which is Christmas, till Sunday to try to get him at a reasonable cost because I think the coming out party might be scheduled for the playoffs. And remember something about playoff football games. Everyone. Now, us hardcore degenerates watch every game and rewatch games and watch all 22 tape and all that other happy horse stuff. But the Joe Q public, 
are out there. And I'll take you no further back than a couple of years ago when Corey Davis had those two touchdowns. I believe it was against New England. It may have been Jacksonville, but had two touchdowns in the playoffs, and that sent his stock soaring. I mean, just absolutely crazy. And as we all know, Corey Davis sucks. Yeah, write that down. But anyway, as I digress, um, Ravens, if, if you're interested in justice, uh, take a look. A.J. Green to the IR. I was like, oh, what else you got for us? Taxes due in April? Sky's blue? Huh, interesting. I, I don't blame A.J. Green. This gentleman made a business decision. Uh, had some bad luck in training camp. And I don't blame him. You know, he probably could have come back week eight, nine. But but why? This team's clearly going nowhere. The Bengals locked up the number one overall pick. Let this man walk. You, you, he probably will. The Bengals are cheap. They're they're building around a, a good young group of, of guys that I actually really like. Uh, Joe Mixon. They've got John Ross. They've got Tyler Boyd. Uh, they'll have a, a new quarterback. I'd say nine out of ten. Joe Burrows. So think about that. Joe Burrows. Joe Mixon. Joe Mama. No, I'm just kidding. Tyler Boyd. And John Ross, I mean, you, you add in a young tight end or maybe you, you bring in a, a less decrepit veteran than Tyler Eifert, bring in some more offensive line help. They'll get the rookie they drafted this year's draft back. And this is a team that, that could take a step forward. This team's played a little bit better the last few weeks. And this is a dynasty team or, excuse me, an NFL team I'm looking to buy with my dynasty teams. Joe Mixon. Uh, didn't play great in that mega shootout against the Dolphins, but he had played real well, and I don't attribute Sunday's game to anything more than he was sick. If you saw the little snippets of him before the game, he looked like a guy who was trying to fight through the flu. But we'll put him on that list of guys that I think we can buy because his owners might be a little pissy. Uh, speaking of Corey Davis, yep, he still sucks, but Corey Davis is concussed. And, and, and I know that I, I say Corey Davis sucks tongue-in-cheek, but not really. I think he had three for 40. I mean, Ryan Tannehill's been on a mega roll. From what I've seen, I've not reviewed the, the game film yet of the Tennessee-New uh, New Orleans game, but I believe A.J. Brown had Marshawn Lattimore a lot, which should have meant big things for Corey Davis, especially with Adam Humphreys out but you, and, and no Derrick Henry and a game they were behind most of the game. But no. Uh, keep hoping for that year four or five Devonta Parker straight type breakout. Easy for me to say those words. Uh, and then James Conner, just another guy, man. He, he left the game with a thigh injury. Here, here's a guy I'm totally looking to sell. Now, you can't sell Corey Davis, but I do think you can sell... James Conner, because every league's got a Steelers fan. People love running backs. They love good offenses. I, I'm just ready to move on. I don't have any shares, but if I did, what would I take? Man, that's hard. I'd love to get a 2021st, but I something in the top 15 feels right. Remember, Pittsburgh Steelers have an amazing, an amazing fan base. So you might be able to find a Steelers fan willing to pay up i tell you who I'm not paying up for is Will Fuller. Oh, my God, left the game with another soft tissue injury, likely to miss the next three weeks. So that's week 17, 
That's week one of the playoffs. Week two of the playoffs. So he wouldn't be back potentially until an AFC championship game. Don't think it's going to happen. Because first they'd have to beat Buffalo, which I don't think they will. I think Buffalo will go into Houston and beat them. Uh, And if that doesn't happen, I feel very confident saying that they'll go into Baltimore and get beaten like they have, I believe, once this year already. But Will Fuller, from a dynasty standpoint, Notre Dame guy, just like Pittsburgh, huge following. Maybe you can get out from under this offseason, but I I, I think the the story's out there. Uh, And then Noah Fant left the game questionable with, uh, I think it was the shoulder this time, but he'd also been fighting foot and lower leg injuries. Man, if that if a disappointed owner who didn't like that Sunday stat line will let you sneak in there and, and buy this guy because he's pissed off, you know, that's now's the time. He's only going to, you know, go up in price. And we're seeing these young athletic tight ends really start to hit. We saw Mike Gusecki blow up on Sunday. Uh, Tyler Higby out of nowhere, just crushing people, four straight 100-yard games. So Noah Fant, if you can catch people pissed off, now's the chance to buy. And then uh, too many uh, guys to, to celebrate. We talked about him here on the Warzone a few weeks ago when Kenyon Drake got traded to the Cardinals. I said to go out and try to buy him for a third, maybe a third this year and a third next because he was going to be a pending free agent. And I don't think he's leaving Arizona. The local you know, news reporters there are reporting that he will probably stay in Arizona. And if he stays there and they ship David Johnson off, which is very likely, I would love to see David Johnson traded back to, not traded back to, but traded back to Bruce Arians in Tampa Bay with that offense. That would be crazy. David Johnson, Godwin, Mike Evans. It would be an interesting time. But back to Kenyon Drake, you can't buy him now. He, he got too hot. And another guy, if he's still out there on your waiver wire and you got any fab left, man, Travis Homer. Uh, opportunity is king in the NFL. And for the next week plus playoffs, he's going to give you the opportunity to buy low and sell high. Seattle's another very popular team. If you can get this guy for free or a couple of your remaining 2019 season fab dollars and flip him for something in the offseason, I'd check that out. I would check that out big time. So the, the, there's the news. There's some injury stuff. If you've got anything specific, tag me on Twitter, at DFF Memphis. But damn it, it's Christmas, and I'm asking for only tag me. When you tag me with 19 other dynasty or fantasy analysts, every retweet and comment come to me. So if you're looking for me, just at me, and I'll do my best to help you out. I don't do a bunch of start sits. But I'll try to steer you in the right direction to get the info that you need. So there you go. Uh, Don't have a huge topic. We were going to do an Ask Me Anything tonight. But with Jerry being out tending to his family, uh, you're you're stuck with just me. So I I put together a list of guys that I want to try to buy because the Super Bowl of Fantasy just went down week 16, or at least it should have. And there's a lot of disgruntled, pissed off, angry, this guy didn't come through for me owners. Now, I don't, I don't operate that way. Uh, I, I do my work. I set my lineup. I know even the best players are going to have a good week here, a bad week there. And, and that's, just how, that's just how things go when, when you're playing fantasy football, whether it's Dynasty, Redraft, DFS. Um, 
I'll take this as my one opportunity to drop my one expletive even here on Christmas. Shit happens. It just does. So, but I, not everyone thinks like me. I've got a great league mate. His name is Eric. He's in the world famous Goat League. I think he's got a team in every single one of the leagues. Just as nice a person and as good of a dude as you would ever want in a league. But this dude tilts like none other. If one of his players has a bad game, he's dropping the hammer on him. I'm going to trade this SOB the minute the trades open back up. And this guy's terrible. And I think every league has one of those guys too. And that's nothing against Eric or the guy that does that. But it's my job and it's your job to take advantage of that. Sneak in there, man. Swoop in there and, and, and try to get you the guys that you, that you like. So um, if you have a tilting owner that owns Anthony Miller, who caught one of two targets against what has been a very underrated Kansas City Chiefs defense, I'm about that action. I love Anthony Miller. This dude had been white hot over the last few weeks, and I'm not going to let one game get me down. Christian Kirk, oof, he wasn't doing much prior to Kyler getting hurt, and he really, really didn't do anything when, when Brett Hundley came back in there. That's cool. Hey, I'm still a Christian Kirk fan, not my favorite wide receiver out of the 2018 class, and someone that will probably get a, a true alpha in the offseason. I could see them drafting uh, a C.D. Lamb type, which would be odd because they need offensive line help, but I think there's going to be that true big boy badass wide receiver and Christian Kirk will be allowed to operate more as that uh, wide receiver too because I do think Larry Fitzgerald could retire I can't promise anything but Christian Kirk's another guy that uh, I'm looking to buy I mentioned David Johnson earlier there are so many people disgruntled and down on this dude right now now it's gambling and, and I have mentioned many a gamble on this podcast that have come up aces for you and, and, and we've taken down the money uh, there's been gambles on this podcast that I've mentioned. Uh, Kyle Allen comes to mind that I've I've mentioned, and we came up snake eyes. That's how gambling works. But I, I really think David Johnson is going to wind up somewhere, especially Tampa Bay, that can use him as kind of a bridge guy. I think he'll be 28. I think you can get a couple of good seasons out of him. He was hurt by the high ankle sprain. He was hurt by the arrival of Kenyon Drake and how he fits this offense better than David Johnson. But you know what? Maybe I just can't give up hope of another 2016 season, but I think it's more of he's still a guy that I think could be a running back two that can give you running back one weeks here or there, especially in the right offense. Tyler Lockett, man, he had that great game in week 15 just to turn around and just kill you in the playoffs. I don't know what to make of the Seattle offense. I mean, as long as they're winning, they're not going to change it much. They're going to the playoffs, should still be in contention for the division. I know they've got a game against San Francisco this weekend, so a lot to be determined. But as long as, you know, the old adage, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If it ain't broke, I don't know that they'll fix it. So Tyler Lockett will still be there. They're invested in, in DK Metcalf. Uh, they've, they've gotten some good tight end play out of Hollister, Will Disley before he got injured. We'll see what happens and if they add another pass catcher, but... Tyler Lockett's still a guy that I think you could could get somewhere uh, fairly cheap. Darren Waller, I'm not really recommending him as a buy, but the tight end is just a barren wasteland. Now, I, I, I like the, the Oakland offense, and if you go listen to the 
Devi Marketplace, which I you know recommended earlier, you're hearing my, you'll hear my thoughts on guys like Hunter Renfro, the Oakland offense in general. But Waller can be a baller, and, and he's going to have his moments. And outside of Ertz, Kelsey, Kittle, you know I'm a Hooper guy. There's an Evan Ingram. There's a Hunter Henry. There's uh, T.J. Hawkinson. I mentioned Noah Fant, Gasecki. I mean, I, I would throw I would throw Waller in that in that second tier. A lot of people wanted to chuck him up in that you know tight end four or five uh, in that Austin Hooper, Tyler Higby range. And I'm not even sure I'm willing to, willing to put Higby there yet. But he's he's a tight end that you can roll out there and start that you know can can deliver. And his owner's probably pissed. Three for forty seven is not what you're looking for in your championship. Uh, DJ Chark coming back off injury. I mentioned uh, Derek Carr. I don't think Oakland will draft a QB. Um, I think a lot of teams with, we'll use the word serviceable quarterbacks, will really try to hang out for this 2021 class. Uh, as much as everybody likes Tua and Burrow and Herbert, and then obviously there's the Love Kid, there's From, uh, Jalen Hurts. I really think the, the the big name QBs of the future are Fields and Lawrence, and I, I think a lot of GMs are going to look to get in that sweepstakes. So I think Carr gets one more year. He's a guy that I think you can buy cheap in a super flex. Uh, Cortland Sutton, you probably can't buy cheap, but you know, 10 PPR points or less in a in a championship week is going to piss some people off. Uh, same with DJ Moore. You know, he'd been having a wide receiver one season all year. Gets concussed, had one catch for one yard, I believe. That's no bueno. Darius Slayton. If I told you, hey, dynasty player, there's this wide receiver. He plays for the Giants. And they're going to put up 41 points. And the quarterback's going to throw for five touchdowns. Now, based off what we've seen in recent weeks, you'd be like, Mr. Sign me up. No, not so fast, my friends. It was rough for Mr. Slayton on Sunday. Might be able to uh, might be able to get you a value there. T.Y. Hilton, uh, mentioned him earlier, been fighting a calf issue since about week eight. Uh, to his credit, he's a very tough guy. He's tried to tough it out. I actually wish there's a guy who has a few T.Y. shares out there. I wish he'd just chill and let that thing get healed and come back into 2020 ready to play. I don't think that he'll ever be the the guy who leads the league in receiving again like he was a few years ago. But I do think that he's a guy who can be a wide receiver too, uh, borderline wide receiver. I mean, John Ross. Excuse me, not John Ross. Um, Josh, uh, John Brown of the Buffalo Bills. He was the wide receiver 15 through 16 games. Um, we saw it earlier in the season with Marvin Jones. These guys that are in that 30 range, Emmanuel Sanders. They can have value. This is, and I will attribute a lot of these type guys to how I got to the Dynasty Super Bowl in you know six leagues. Is you gotta have these guys on the back of your roster. I know it's nice to have those young guys that could hit, like a Darius Slayton. But if you're a real contender, I mean a real contender, you've gotta have insulation and backup in case you you lose studs. And it happens every single year. So for that reason, I love T.Y. Hilton. A.J. Brown, uh, on Saturday, we were you know, taking him 2-1 to one over Juju Smith-Schuster. I don't know what that is today. I think the 49-yard touchdown run that he 
mixed in on Sunday probably has held his value a little bit. But we just saw him for the first time play up against a, a really good corner. And again, find that tilting owner that had, you know, put him in the starting lineup for maybe the second time all season just to have it not necessarily go his way. You might be able to do it. And then I will end this segment with the Cleveland running backs of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Now, I'm much more on the Kareem Hunt. I think Kareem Hunt had more PPR points uh, over the last eight games than Chubb. I know Chubb had the two monster games, but I really hope and pray for all involved that Kareem Hunt winds up in a Houston, winds up just anywhere where they could use a nice three-down skill set running back. I don't know. I'm thinking Kansas City. Oh, wait a second. But no, I, I would love to see that because that's the only way that Nick Chubb is going to be that top three running back that we all think he could be. I mean, I think more than likely, barring anything crazy in Week 17, he's going to wind up leading the league in rushing and have a really great year. But it's not been great these last eight weeks. And for all involved, man, I, I really hope they split these two up on separate teams. And uh, Nick Chubb can have that year three like Leonard Fournette where the offense really mixes him into the pass game. I think Leonard Fournette will wind up with over 100 targets on the season. Now hit pause for a second and think to yourself, did I ever really think Leonard Fournette would get 100 targets? Nope, and neither did I. But we know you never know what's possible in the NFL. So uh, Chubb and Hunt are a couple of guys that I'm looking to pick up. All right, going to wrap this thing up. Going to hit you with some of the shorter segments. Uh, we'll knock this thing out. But before we do that, we got to hear from our friends over at the Scouting Academy. Let's uh, let's listen to them. Scout NFL football like a pro. Invest in yourself and get a degree in player evaluation and assessment from the Scouting Academy. They've educated NFL GMs, personnel directors, and dozens of NFL scouts. Enroll today and you'll watch the same game tape NFL coaches watch. You'll learn to look past the metrics with position-by-position -position analysis. This is a time-tested curriculum, a chance to learn from the NFL execs and coaches. Sign up today and get a Dynasty Football Factory exclusive discount for limited time only. Save $50 when you sign up at DynastyFootballFactory.com. Alright, as always, big thank you to our friends at the Scouting Academy, as well as our friends over at Trophy Smack. Alright, let's get into this. Let's get into the Look Back At It segment. That is where we look back at things that we got right. And things that we got wrong. Uh, I'm going to go with things that I got right. And that is Jameis Winston is just woof. Uh, I know he's been good for fantasy. I know he's going to be a QB1 top six option-ish. But here's a very dubious stat that I saw the other day. And gosh dang it, I forget who, who shared this. I think it may have been J.P. Hurley. Not 100%. But Jameis Winston... With two interceptions in Week 17, could be the first quarterback in the history of the NFL to have 30 interceptions and 30 touchdowns in the same season. I mean, I can already see the name of Jameis Winston's 30 for 30. We'll just call it 30 and 30. Um, just crazy the number of turnovers. And I don't care what anyone says. Turnovers kill teams. Uh, I listened to the... R.J. Bell, straight out of Vegas and Dream Preview podcast. I just love him. 
I love the way that guy's mind works and the way he thinks through these things. And just for him, it's gambling. For me, it's dynasty and regular fantasy football. But in Vegas, the Vegas pros would rather know who wins the turnover battle more than they would rather know the halftime score. Now think about that. You're, you're going to give them the halftime score, but or you're going to give them who wins the turnover battle. And they want to know who wins the turnover battle. That's how important turnovers are in the NFL and, and in football in general. So he just kills teams. There's a word that he'll be back on the franchise tag. And then Bruce Arians came out and said, well, he wouldn't guarantee that. I, I know uh, he's prone to throw an interception or two himself. I would much rather see uh, a guy like Andy Dalton down there as a bridge guy. I know that sounds blasphemous, but not so much from a fantasy standpoint. We saw Jameis, Carey, Godwin, and Evans. At one time, they were the wide receivers two and three in all of fantasy. So we know Jameis can do it. But if you're a Bucks fan, this is a team that's seven uh, – Seven and eight, or or six and nine, something like that. I mean, this is a team that arguably could be ten and six and in the playoffs. And I'm not being hyperbolic when I say that. I think of all these turnovers. Clean that up, man. This could have been a playoff team. That's the number one rush defense in the NFL. And I know a part of that's because you can pass on them. But Jameis Winston is trash for his real team. Eh, but he's okay for us. Where I was wrong, Kyler Murray. Oh my God, this guy's rookie year threw for almost 3,400 yards passing, only 18 TDs, but only 10 interceptions. I, I, I think that number has a lot of positive room to grow next year. And he ran for 544 yards, and he really didn't start running a ton until the back end of the season. He is someone that I am definitely interested in, in acquiring in at least one or two super flex leagues. I really wish I had done it before week eight, nine. But man, I was dead wrong on Kyler, just like I was wrong on Lamar. And again, this is a weakness of mine that I am working on shoring up in the offseason. I think I do pretty damn good with running backs, wide receivers, especially tight ends. Those are kind of the things that I do well. But I know quarterbacks are not. So um, again, when you have a deficiency in something, you got to work on fixing it. All right, I'm going to move over to the bargain bin. Don't have Jerry's bargain bin, but I'm going to hit you with Stephen Sims Jr. Uh, this guy has been in fuego over the last couple of weeks, especially with Dwayne Haskins. Now, this is a real young guy. He's 22 years old. Um, he's had three TDs in the last two games. Now, that TDs take with a grain of salt, but what I really like 21 targets in the last two games. I know he's available in several of my dynasty leagues, at least six of the nine. And I'll be honest, I didn't look into because I was in a hurry because I knew I was doing this podcast by myself. But if you're looking for that bargain bin play, that, that guy to get on the back of a roster, Steven Sims Jr. I mean, this is, a, this is an offense that they don't have a second-round pick. They're going to be drafting very high. And the reason why they don't have a second-round pick I'm also grateful that they traded it to my Colts last year. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know that they're going to add a ton in the wide receiver room. So with my man Terry McLaren, Steven Sims, Kelvin Harmon's not been trash. I think Paul Richardson and his big bloated contract will be gone. I uh, don't know what it means for our man Trey Quinn. 
But again, Bargain Bin, Steve Sims, check that out. All right, over Reaction Theater, Daniel Jones. Now you guys know what a Daniel Jones guy I've been. I was drafting him in all the rookie drafts last year. I was getting him late. I was getting him in the second in Superflex. I was getting him in the third in Superflex. That's where I got him in Trade Addict 7, as a matter of fact. I believe it was the 303. Uh, I don't think we'll get that lucky again. Uh, 28 completions, 42 attempts, 352 yards, 5, count them, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 touchdowns. Uh, but I'm not overreacting to that. But, dot, 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 this is kind of what we're looking at with this offense. This Washington Redskins defense had been playing well. They just held Aaron Rodgers in check a couple of weeks ago. This team had been balling pretty good. And I think this is what happens when you have a, a, a healthy Saquon Barkley. Finally looked good coming off the high ankle sprain. Had that little spring in his step. Golden Tate, still that scrappy underneath guy. And hell, man, they're, they're doing this without, without Evan Ingram and without a true alpha wide receiver one. This is a, a ready-made offense for 2020. Man, you add a, a Jerry Judy, a C.D. Lamb-type wide receiver from this rookie class to go along with a year two Darius Slayton, veteran Golden Tate in the slot, Evan Ingram at the tight end position, Barkley. Man, go get you some Daniel Jones. It's a horrible week to try to buy him. Eh, maybe it'll balance out this week against the Eagles, and you can make that attempt. I would much rather have Daniel Jones than, say, uh, a Justin Herbert. Now, he could land in a great spot, but today, with the info that I know and the teammates that he has, Daniel Jones is a guy that I am looking to not give up and a guy I would be looking to acquire out there where I can. All right, even without Jer Bear, the, the man of the hour, the man with the power, I'm going to go to Vegas. I'm going to go to Vegas solo this week. I'm going to hit you with some games that if you're playing DFS or for some odd reason, you're in those uh, Week 17 championship leagues. Let's break these down. First game, San Francisco at Seattle. Seattle getting three and a half at home, 47 point over and under. I don't bet a lot of games. I, I'll throw the occasional 20 spot down here or there. If I were betting this one, I would bet the under. Uh, I'm worried about Seattle. The whole foundation of that offense is built around the running game. Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Mix in some some Russell Wilson play action pass out on the move type deal. And I don't see it. I see this as a team that's going to be maybe a little dejected. Um, they've been beatable at home, as we've seen this year. Um, on the San Francisco side, for me, it's pretty simple. Uh, I would play Jimmy GQ as a QB2, um, playing George Kittle no matter what. I would play Debo Samuel as a wide receiver flex type. Uh, on the Seattle side, I'm looking to get away from everybody, although uh, even though San Francisco is the number one ranked pass defense against the fantasy quarterback, I just <laughs> call it a gut. <laughs> the, the matchup doesn't look good. His stats have a look good, but if there ever one smells like a Russell Wilson freak show, it's this one. But I'm I'm looking to avoid Seattle at all costs in a Week 16, especially in DFS. Maybe uh, maybe Jacob Hollister if he's priced right in DFS. Uh, New Orleans heading to Carolina, playing for something here. I like that. I like a motivated team. Although we just saw the Colts beat the dog crap out of Carolina. And then two weeks ago, 
we saw New Orleans beat the dog crap out of the Colts. Uh, but Carolina's getting 13 points at home, and it ain't enough if Will Greer's under center. 47.5 point over and under. I think you're going to get a really good half out of Michael Thomas, Drew Brees, Jared Cook, Alvin Kamara. And then in the second half, I think it'll be the, the Latavius Murray, Traquan Smith type role after that. So if you can, you know, can, can handle a half, I think that's it. I don't think you'll see DJ Moore ran back out there with a concussion. What's the, what's the point? Uh, Christian McCaffrey, it doesn't matter. He'll just get 15 more catches like he did this week. But, man, yeah, I don't want any part of this over-under. I, I think Vegas is assuming that Carolina is going to score all of them, just all of them. Like this game will be somewhere in the 31 to 14 range. Uh, and then the, the highest over-and-under the, of the week is Atlanta at Tampa Bay. And this is one that I can't wait to watch. Uh, Atlanta has had a, a pretty good game against uh, the Jaguars. Uh, Tampa Bay, man, that that defense was balling. Don't care. Firing up Julio. Firing up Hooper. Firing up Matt Ryan. Uh, Gage, he's been okay. Um I can't advocate Devonta Freeman even after a 33-point game. Uh, Tampa Bayside, I was wrong on Perriman. I, I didn't think he would command the volume that he did. Uh, he had 17 PPR points. No one else is out there. What the hell? Uh, give him hell with Perriman. Uh, Justin Watson as a wide receiver, three desperation flex type, sure. Why not? I'm not trusting O.J. Howard. It was a prime spot against the sixth ranked versus the fantasy tight end Houston defense came away with like three for 46. I think he dropped two touchdowns and maybe this guy can wind up somewhere else in 2020 and resurrect his career. How about, how about we trade David and Joku for OJ Howard just straight up? Hey, maybe this guy will work better for you and this guy will work better for you type of thing. Don't know that that happens, but uh, eh, you can always ask. All right. Games were looking to fade. Um, trying to avoid putting guys in this in, in these matchups. Oakland on the road at Denver. Denver three and a half home favorite. Forty one point over and under. I I think I would be leaning under here. Although Detroit put up seventeen on this team on the Oakland side. I'll play the running back. Whether that's Jacobs or whether that's Washington, uh, it'd be hard to get away from Waller. But all indications is Renfro is going to be back. But I it, I can't do it. So I'm, I'm playing either one of the two running backs. If And if you got a real Waller, hey, I get it. Just uh, hold your nose and take your medicine. On the Denver side, I'm not really looking to do much. Uh, I don't mind playing the running backs, especially uh, especially Freeman. I think he'll be cheap in DFS. You can play Sutton. I don't think Fant's going to play again. Kind of, kind of similar to you know what I was talking about with other guys. Why risk it? Like DJ Moore, why risk it? Just let Fant get healthy. You're not playing for anything but pride, and and just keep him on your bench. So Oakland side, give me the running back starter, and I'll take Freeman. I don't really trust Lindsey. Sorry, uh, and Sutton, and I hope they sit Fant. And if they sit Fant, you can't automatically, but you probably should anyway. Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Baltimore getting two at home. And this has a lot to do with the fact that Lamar Jackson is going to be out for this game. Uh, so is Mark Ingram. And I see a lot of the starters uh, probably getting a, a half of work. 
which is great because Baltimore will have the bye, get everybody well-rested. Pittsburgh's still technically fighting for a playoff spot. If they win and Tennessee loses, they can get in, but I'm not trusting it. Pittsburgh side, I am starting absolutely no one. Not a quarterback, not a running back, not a wide receiver, not a tight end, no one. I know what you're going to say, but but Memphis, what about Deontay Johnson? Can't do it, fellas. Can't do it, ladies. No way. Uh, black and gold will not be on my roster this week. Baltimore, same thing. No one's playing. Who cares? This is a game that uh, I will watch for real fantasy, excuse me, for real football, but not fantasy. Uh, this game's usually a street fight, and I would be shocked if 38 points are scored in this game. The New York Jets at Buffalo, uh, this was a game in early in the season that was in that 14-17 to 17 range. Buffalo ended up winning. The over and under on this is 36.5, and, and it's a pick em. Uh It's at Buffalo. Buffalo really doesn't have a lot to play for. They are going to be the fifth seed no matter what. They are going to be playing Houston no matter what. So um, I, I don't mind playing Darnold. Darnold's done okay in the face of a couple of tough matchups. I mean, he did okay a couple of weeks ago against Baltimore. He didn't set the world on fire, but he didn't kill you. Same thing last week against uh, Pittsburgh. Same thing with Robbie Anderson. I, I, I can see playing those dudes. Uh, left Bell will probably get enough check down work and rushing work, and if they're on the goal line, he'll get it. So, um, And then Buffalo, I, I can't advocate anybody. I've not heard their coach come out and say who's playing and who's not, but why risk it? Why risk it at this point? Um, why risk Josh Allen playing a half and then getting the, the, the second half off, especially for a Buffalo team with nothing to play for and a, a no bye week. They go right into the following week with a game. So there you go. Still wanted to go through the Vegas games for you real quick. And the last thing, man, if my DFS darlings didn't hit for you last week, I don't know when when two would. I guess I could have recommended Fitzmagic and Devontae Parker, but I didn't. I recommended Andy Dalton and John Ross. And let's just say that was a pretty decent stack. Might have cashed a couple of tickets myself. But uh, because I, I uh, plug and play my own guys this week, I'm going to go Jared Goff. He is the QB 11 uh, at home against Arizona. Still 6,200. And I know the normal theory is either you pay all the way up or you pay all the way down. But I'm going to stack him with Tyler Higby. Four straight games over 100 yards receiving. Four straight games, 21.6 or more Draft DraftKings points. And then now he's got a game against the Cardinals. Man, get the hell out of here. I'm stacking Goff. I'm stacking Higby. Uh, I'll, I'll pay the combined freight, and I'll, I'll see what happens. And I hope you see what happens. So uh, Merry Christmas to you and yours. We will be back here next week on New Year's Day. Don't know when we're going to record that show, uh, but Cliff Notes for you to take with you as you enjoy the rest of this holiday with you and yours. We want you to head to iTunes. Leave us that five-star rating and review. want you to check out the Dynasty Happy Hour this week. Check out the Devi Marketplace this week. Uh, say a prayer for Jerry this week. And have yourself a damn good Christmas. So remember, on behalf of Jerry, I am Memphis. And here at the Dynasty Warzone, we're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. Here's my favorite Christmas song. Actually, it was my dad's. On the way out. Thanks, guys. Merry Christmas. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
Oh. 